Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Hey. hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, good to, what, good you to see you, Ross. You what's uh, what are we doing here? We are having a podcast show with uh, Dan Holloway, D'Anthony, D'Anthony, whatever D'Anthony, you call him. D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway. And, and most importantly, as a selfish fuck, my book is on pre-sale. It is here. <laughs> the day is here. The day is here. Finally, Finally. holy Finally. shit! Finally, it's, can, it's can, can I be honest? The the day that it came out and you hit me up with the cover and all that stuff, I, f- I felt like weeping. I don't know if you know this, but it was three years to the day of when we started the treatment to even sell it, to take it out, to, to see if, if people would be interested in buying a book like this. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. I feel like we hyped it up so much because we thought it was going to be done, and now it's like here, and a lot has changed, but for the absolute better, and it's, uh, I'm fucking excited, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So Same, and like it, it all came out amazing, I think. For different reasons, which we'll get into in, yeah. in a minute, because some of the things we got lucky on, some of the things we didn't get lucky on. Uh, one of the things we thought that we got unlucky on uh, was the DOD. Yeah, we thought, and selfishly, I thought, because when we all started this whole process a long time ago with Range Fifteen and everything else, Matt Best was famous as shit, right? Yeah, it wasn't washed up like he is today. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not but in particular in the military community. So I thought, and this is what I told my agent, this is what, who is now your agent, and, mm-hmm. and what I told uh, every publisher and all this, I was like, he owns the military community. They love him. Everybody's a huge fan. Well, no one owns the military community. But yeah, I was... Uh, in, in, uh, 100%. Uh, but, but... Decently known, yeah. Yeah, decently known. And, I, and numbers-wise, Facebook and everything else, you're the... At the time, you were the most famous. You had the most numbers there were, right? Mm. So when it came to to making this and going out into the world, I did not think the stumbling block would be the fucking de- de- Department of Defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't dealt with them from a publishing <laughs> standpoint, but I've worked for those assholes before, and it's right. uh, it's the phrase "hurry up and wait" exists for a reason, dude. Like it's. There's yeah. 30 fucking tiers of approval you have to get for every stupid little decision. No one's got any balls in that in those organizations. Like no one's willing to go outside because you don't you don't get rewarded for creative thinking there unless you're in certain units that promote that kind of stuff. Agreed. And and I wanted to say to start this podcast off, I'm fucking excited, guys. We're going to talk about the book, the process. We're going to talk about drinking bros, the future. We're just going to have a little sit down sesh. Ross is here in San Antonio, Texas. Yep. Um, we got Evan is in a meeting right now, and then we got Jared out doing a race car race with <laughs> against Marcus Luttrell. So like, it's cool. We'll have a laid back session here, talk about life, talk about some things in the future that are gonna be, I think, better, more epic than they've ever been before. Um, it's gonna be a cool, cool show for me. I'm, I'm really excited to chat and kind of fill in our, our brothers and our family at Drinking Bros about what's going on, and and especially the book and this fucking crazy process. Cause it's if anybody's ever aspiring to write a book one day or just interested, like it is. It's a motherfucker, and we kind of been waiting until it's on pre-sale to like yeah. really get in the weeds of it, and then the trials and the, and the failures and successes, and honestly, kind of a blessing disguised. It took this long to come out, but you know, 
because we joked when we first said, oh, this fucking thing will be in 2009. It's late 2019 now. August 20th is the publishing date. I told you, and you sent me back like emojis of like, cry face. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. And I was like, no, that's kind of where we're headed right now. Well, how long did it take you from from uh, treatment to publishing for your your books? So it, the, the, it the, wasn't three years. There's no fucking. It way. was not. No. So so the first one was fast. Um, it was probably a year and a half. Yeah. Typically, it's about eighteen months, right? Yeah, it, it's about eighteen months, and, and that's if you haven't written anything at all, right? Right. Um, because I didn't sell that based off of treatment. I sold it based off the book itself. Oh, really? Yes. So you had the whole thing fucking done already. Correct. And then and then I went out with it, and it was just like, all right, all right. And that's a, that's a choice. Yeah. That's always a choice. But the, the, the difficulty with it is if people do not respond to that book, they can just toss it. Yeah. With Matt, he was on a different level because as much as, you know, he's selfless and doesn't like to talk about himself, the fame and all that other stuff, it made more sense to write a treatment saying this is going to be the greatest book ever fuck yeah. you mom and dad and then get a, a you know a decent size advance and then move forward with the book after that and kind of everybody agreed to that at the beginning um and i think that looking back on it in the end that was the right choice because had we had waited through all the dod and all this other process like i don't know if you could take a book this aggressive out in today's market versus 2016 well, and the treatment was very aggressive it was very like in your fucking face probably the most um irreverent parts of the book were the treatment in its whole and i don't think you really got a good scope of the ups and downs in my life and kind of the normal dude i am sometimes is it was just the internet persona of i'm at best you know that guy yeah, yeah. right not just like that is a part of me obviously and i fucking love it but it, it this one's the book is so much more of an experience, like up and down. I would, I, I would put that on my Instagram. Like, I, I truly believe people are gonna like be inspired. You'll fucking cry when you read this book. Like, I had to put it down reading a chapter the other day because, like, I don't want to read this shit anymore. And but we'll get all into that stuff. But absolutely, absolutely. But hey, you know the rules on this show. What's that? We got some sponsors who put this whole shit wagon to be on the air. Oh, I never read sponsors. Do you and read we're, sponsors we're doing it. Like we're going, we're going old Rifle school. Coffee? We're like, going old school. Yeah. So, oh, I just I didn't first know. First and foremost, I do. <laughs> first and foremost, Black Rifle Coffee. Since we're here, yeah, we're doing yeah. it live, yeah. and we have you. Tell us what's going on at BlackRifleCoffee.com right now. Hey, man, you know, direct consumer, the best premium roast to order coffee you can get on the game, man. And uh, Number one e-commerce company in the world, right? Yeah, and it's not— For coffee. Yeah, yep. and I think that the reason that it's that is because we're so mission-driven and we care so much about our customer base. And there's really exciting things coming out with some bag redesign and things that we're just really optimizing to make the customer experience so much better. It's pretty much what I involve all my time is like, how does the end user just love this product? And like the, the club right now is fucking epic. Like uh, two days ago, I drove out to this Marine. Um, yeah, I believe it's Marine Corps. Um, he, he won a safe in a giveaway we did. So we're doing all these. Yeah, epic he's a former Marine. Yeah. yeah $5,000 Liberty safe. Yeah, it was yeah. a great yeah. fucking safe. And yeah. so we're doing giveaways every single month in the club. You get exclusive content. Really what we're trying to promote is just the coffee club. Like be a family, be, be a partner with us and mm. we'll make sure we're amazing partners and give you like some of the coolest perks out in the game. I mean, um, and, and, you know, the discounts you get in retailers, it is, is, you know, there's, Evan, there's Evan, over 40 of those now, by the way, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's, Evan always says nuts. that like he built the club to be what he wants. And mm-hmm. I've only involved myself in that more now. Like, what are the things that I want? I love great coffee. I love the mission focus of black rifle and the give back great things. But then selfishly, I want perks myself. And that's really what we've done with black rifle. Like, how do you make this an experience that you don't walk away from? You have the greatest coffee, a great company, great individuals, 
um, that are mission focused. And then you also get to save a fuck ton of money and let your passions pay for your coffee. So that's where we're at. And I love the company and shout out to everybody at the team BRCC. We have an amazing team. We've hired a bunch more people, a lot of yep. them are veterans and they're killing the game or the customer service guys are killing the game. Like they're epic individuals and it's humbling every day to walk in this office and just see the amazing people that uh, work with us. Yes. And if you're at home and want to sign up for the coffee club of the month program, I've been a member for two years. It's amazing. Gets delivered to your house the same date of every single month. They do not miss. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS20 for 20% off. And that's a one-time use. It is. That's a one-time use. It is. Because, we, we, you know, you save so much in the club with the I shit know. you buy. It's I like, know. It's, it's epic. I'm not going to throw in sports or revolution or anything else. Just <laughs> drinking Bros 20 if you want that 20% off. <laughs> Next up, we got BisonUnion.com, which, yeah. look, I, a lot of people uh, ask us all the time on our Instagram, especially you, me, Dan. We're always wearing – I feel like we're always wearing Bison Union shit all the time. Yeah. And it's oh, like, I had one on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But, look, it's a lot of the same designs. You guys have a coffee company together. Can yeah. you tell us about that? Because you guys well, have a coffee together, and yeah. he's opening, I believe, a Black Rifle coffee shop in Wyoming, right? That's right. Next month, uh, 15th and 16th. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and Sheridan, Sheridan, Wyoming, there's going to be a new Bison Union coffee, co coffee company shop opening up. We sent the roaster up there. It's all, yeah. like, yeah. Black Rifle recipes. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's super legit. You know, Burt Koontz and, and Candace and them, they they have their shop, the Bison Union storefront up there, and they were like, hey, you know, we partnered on Bison Union Coffee Co., um, help roast amazing coffee for them. And uh, they were like, hey, what if we put a roaster in here? We're like, absolutely, that's fucking great, man, especially in such a cool, small town that just represents just fucking America. I know. It's super it's America. so cool. Yeah. Every time and, I and see roaster, his Instagram. the roaster yeah. is in there, and if you see the build-out with, like, Edwin and the guys and Evan that are really focusing on it, it's so fucking cool, man. Like, I just want to go out there for the grand opening, not to necessarily like be a part of it, but just to see it, just yeah. to experience like yeah. firsthand, like amazing coffee roasted by these small town guys who just want to make epic shit and create a family. It's fucking rad, man. Great t-shirts. Get me amped up. Yeah, great t-shirts. Uh, they got long sleeves, short sleeves, uh, the hats, belt yeah. buckles, the hoodies. Boots. Look at man. everything. The Those best. Are great. Yeah. Love them across the board. Oh, they have uh, boots. Sorry, Bert didn't give me my boots. Oh, he owes me you a pair too. Of boots. <laughs> yeah, me that's too, that's too. a thing. I actually texted Bird about your boots like a week ago. I'm like, hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but I, I said, look, I'll pay for them because I've I've put in. They're fucking rad, credit, yeah. uh, dude. I've put They're in my awesome. credit card info 90 times, and I go, Bert, we're best friends. I, I pay for Black Rifle Coffee. I pay for, pay for all the sponsors across the board because that's how a, 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 like companies run. I, if you're that asshole out there who's just like, eh, give me some free shit. Your company can't work like that. Yeah. So I go, Bert, I know your boots are rad. I'll pay for them. Yeah. And it's it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll just send you a pair. And I'm like, no, 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 I, I'll, I'll that's, pay for that's these. Bert, Bert, there's two qualities that Bert has. One is that he'll get up and walk the fuck out of this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, and the true. other one is that he always tries to send me, like if I say, hey, what's new on the site? I want to buy some shit. He's like, hey, I'll just send you. I'm like, no. No, just tell me. Just and tell I'll me what it is, and I'll buy it. it I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go to BisonUnion.com. Promo code DrinkingBros for twenty percent off. That's good every single time, and uh, some of the best people on the planet. By the way, if you're not following their Instagram, it's one of those Instagrams that you feel jealous of. Where you're like, yeah. God damn it, I wish I lived there and had that life. He's got like eighty-five fucking buffalo now, or some I know. shit. It's awesome. It's, it's so cool. No, him and, and Tyler Gray. Yeah, and seriously. Like, Every time Tyler, if Tyler's not shooting SEAL Team, he's there in fucking Wyoming. Why wouldn't you be? I I have no answer for that. And if you're there, you might as well get to the last sponsor of GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. <laughs> 
It's been a while. Sleep so good, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Loveghostbed.com. They have a permanent 15% off discount for anybody military or first responder. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. It's a big, big savings. 36 months, no interest, pay as you go program. God damn it. How do I love sleeping on a fucking ghost bed? Uh, amazing. I'm, I'm staying at your house last night. You had a sleeping ghost bed. Sleeping on a there. ghost bed, yeah. And I wondered. I was like, dude, how good of friends are we? Do you have a fucking ghost bed? I, I pulled up the sheet, yeah, and he yeah. did. You did. I wouldn't let a friend sleep on anything but a ghost bed. That's... I was surprised, though. It, but for a guest room, I thought you might have skimped it down a little no, bit. No. Yeah, I, that was a nice thing. Yeah. That was a nice thing. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Franklin, do you have a ghost bed? You do not. You want one? Sure. Well, we'll, we'll, well hold on. We'll I tried to get him. A ghost I tried bed. to give Frank a bed like two weeks ago, and he said no. It wasn't really? a ghost bed though, because I don't give those away. Come on in. Come <laughs> on. You, you can walk on in the camera. Oh wow. We're, we're having a great show today. Hi, uh, come, come on in. Yeah, We've we're drinking. Some, this is an old wow, school show some today. Here. What's this? Whoa! Here? Where did you get the lead slingers at? Are they selling it here in the stores in Texas? Yeah, they have it in uh, Specs. That's that's yeah. big here. No shit. Yeah. And he knows the guy. He knows the guy in Carolina Beach. Yeah. Dude, they it's have everywhere all, now. All, it's, it, it's everywhere. It's, I think it's in 32 states. Is that right? Uh, no, it's going to be in all 50. Uh, and there's some really cool just distribution channels that are working through right now. Oh, so. shit. Man, I'm thank you, Franklin Chambliss. Thank you. What's your, hey, what's your Instagram, Franklin? Frank Machine 63 Delta. It's 63D, right? 63D, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For all, all, all the civilians out there who don't know what the fuck Delta means. Um, yeah, <laughs> go to D. Uh, Franklin, we're going to get him a ghost bed. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get that. I'll Slide go, me some of that lead slinger. I'll, that's, that's, I'll, I'll go old school since I hate you, Ross. I need to get drunk to tolerate you. I know. So uh, at the Apparently, top of the show, before we get into the book, we'll, we we'll all talk hate about each other, this. right? We do. You hate us and we hate everybody. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a misnomer. <laughs> is, that a, is that a word? A misnomer? Misnomer is a word, yeah. I told Ross, you know, he may like dislike me, but if I just call him Ross Fatterson, He'll really hate me for the whole entire show. Uh, look, we won. I, I won the the, the shirtless San Antonio showdown, so I'm fine. I'm fine with it. But you on. and I trained together. Con, and you were like, dude, con, are you con, on steroids? Conversely, I took the photo and helped make you look good. Not you that you needed a lot of help. You, you got some muscles on you. To, totally truthful. Yeah, was, absolutely. As being a teammate. No, yeah. and we had fun. And like you have a you have a personal home gym in your house. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, your sauna is amazing. Uh, we spent some time in there. Like you're living the dream here. By the way, I'm like a poor man's Joe Rogan. You know, like. I have like a you know twelve hundred dollar sauna and some free fucking shit. From it's nice, man. You, you got a nice Rogue. outfit. Shout out to you guys, thanks. Your dad's right down the road. We were able yeah. to hang out with him. I'm a it's amazing, guy, man. Yeah, but a lot of people have asked, and like I think we did something, or Jared posted something. By the way, wrong guy to write a message or any form of post. <laughs> in anything. Well, like, the problem with my dad living, <laughs> he comes Jesus. and feeds me Jamin Shots. And I don't know if you can see this, but this is so much down. My foot is fucking demolished. Is it broken? I thought it was broken when you Bone did bros, it. Right? No, I'm getting better in my old age because my wife, I was like, I'm like, it's broken. The second it landed, and like, thankfully, you know, Jared and guys ran over to pull the fucking razor off me. And I was like, stop, let me like get my foot out. I'm like, it's broken. Like, I just, yeah. I, I just felt the amount of like pain where it's not, it's not painful, but it's that numbness, mm -hmm. you know, where you're like, ah, uh, oh, it's shattered. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. where you know the nerves are like, yeah. shut yeah. it, shut Go it on. down, shut yeah. it down. And thanks for, you know, milk does a body good. Um, Titty milk or something. I don't know. <laughs> Cambodian you keep, you breast keep milk. You keep surviving. Yeah. You keep cheating death, by the way. You're yeah, a walking final I destination. To. I need to. That's why this book is, I'm happy it came out. Because I keep, <laughs> I keep cheating death and it's going to catch up to me. But yeah, it's not broken. Just massive bone bruising and ligament bruising, which is actually more painful than a break for me on this one. Because I've broken that foot twice now. Um, that left foot just loves to get injured. I don't know. 
So my, my question is this, you know, and we've said this privately yeah. off air, and I'm now I'm going to say it on air. Go for it. Uh, since we're here and we're dropping this live, we're having some drinks. We're going to old school today. Sure. You're the face of this company, in my opinion. Too pretty to do all the stupid shit you're doing. No more MMA. MMA. No. No more Never. flipping gators. Never. Just no, but live a beautiful life, man. No, but man. fuck that. That's my problem with all these fucking Hollywood fucking pussy fucks that put on their goddamn flannel. <laughs> they, they grow their fucking beard out, and they say I'm a fucking man. Like, I'm not going to say something I'm not and not going to do something that I don't live. Like, I'm not going to sit and say, man, I could beat that guy up. Only if that dude looked at me. Like, I want the skill sets where if I get into a fucking street fight with three people, mm -hmm. I'm like, I may win this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want that fucking confidence for me and my family. Like, my wife is hot as shit. Like, she gets hit on anywhere she goes like i want to know if someone is trying to accost her like i'll take on fucking three dudes i might lose but i'll be good enough to at least postpone her and she can get the fuck out so like i'll never not do that kind of stuff and honestly especially with the book you you fucking know my life story i've done so yeah. much crazy shit in my day that like i still need it like it's i'm chewing nicotine gum because i miss fucking you know tobacco it's the, yeah. not in that's a fucking metaphor absolutely and so yeah I, I, no i'm not gonna not do that i mean i get drunk and fist fight all the time and you know jeremy you know, and i are always punching each other yeah and, and the funny thing is is like everybody asks me all the time like what is he like in real life what's what's matt like in real life and i'm like he actually is that dude i would say you uh dakota dakota meyer and tim kennedy if you're out at a bar and shit goes down, right? Because that's a normal day life situation where you're out and, you know, hey, somebody could get fucked up or somebody could start, you know, wielding a knife or something. It was like, those are probably the three dudes that you see online in real life are that those guys where you're like, all right, cool. I'd still put Tim at one. Yeah, you but, know, so I, I laughed and but, I'll say that too. But. Someone someone saw me sparring or whatever, like, dude, it'd be so cool to see you and Tim fight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Pause. People don't understand the difference Pause. between really good at something and great at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, big, is, Tim is in another Like, better planet. than most yeah. and then exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. UFC-level guys, like, Tim would just take me down and land me and tickle me. Like, yeah. no shit. Yeah. And, and if you think that I'm saying a bitch, go do that. Because I've had dudes, Jeremy was one of them, black belt, fucking got in a jiu-jitsu match, and he weighs 250 fucking pounds, laying on me, and started tickling me, and I couldn't get up. And I was like, <laughs> I never, ever want to experience this uh, ever again. Jeremy Horn? Uh, no, about? well, Jeremy Horn Jeremy would do that, May? but Jeremy May, May yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. But, and Tim is, like, next level, like, uh, no. Like, yeah. I'll just I'd have to shoot him, you know, yeah. but then he can shoot, too, but <laughs> I still got Tim beat on the on the marksmanship, and you can hold me to that. I love you, Tim, but we'll, 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 have, we'll have a gun off someday. The, I'd love to. Tim, your book. Tim, Tim's more of a long gun guy anyway, though. Well, he's right? a sniper, yeah. yeah. He'll fuck me up in long day all day, but Sheepdog Response, Tim's an awesome guy. You can yeah. check out their program, and they do great self-defense work. Like, and he's got really good hair, too. Yeah, yeah. The quads. His, I, there's few, Josh Tyler and Tim Kennedy. Yeah, I have, quads, I have leg yeah. crushes on. They got yeah. great legs. Yeah, we were like yeah. that dude's got that boy's got wheels. He deadlifts. Because <laughs> people Respect. Ask, people Respect. ask all the time, and I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I'm a fraternity all star. We're like, I'm I'm good enough for about 98 percent of the population. Then there's the two percent like you guys that are above and beyond. Where it's just like, oh man, I can't I can't win. Dude, fighting sucks. It's just like rolling a razor. Like you think you've done. I've done it how many times and been completely fine. But there's the times where you do everything you're supposed to and you fucking fuck your shit up. Yeah. Just like fighting, there could be a nobody out there and knock me the fuck out. You know, just right timing. You right never place, know. You never know. Who is uh? God, who's in the building here who fights MMA? Justin. Yes. Justin. Yeah. J yeah. Disgusting you, Justin. Disgusting Justin. Yeah. Who you heard on an episode like what three or four months ago talking yeah, about? Yeah, him. yeah. I he, didn't. I didn't know that. Which I'm he's, still he's gonna have got an HR discussion with him after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even listen to. It was pretty rough. Yeah. But he's he's won a couple a of fights dude. in Bellator, so he's he's yeah, and he's fighting soon, I believe. Right. He's fighting in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. 
in two weeks. Uh, I think. No, his opponent uh, pulled out. I think. Oh shit! Really? Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Man. Why don't you just fucking beat the shit out of him one day? Yeah, exactly. Is that an HR issue if you just show up and beat the shit out of one of your employees? Uh, probably not. I don't, don't want to do jujitsu with him. He's a black belt. He's man. really but good. I, but at I got like I got like sixty pounds on him. So you do, yeah, and height and reach too. I don't know. Luckily, you were three guys who don't pull out. Um, yeah. Speaking of not pulling out, you did not pull out on this book. No, uh, you you went full bone all the way in the entire time. Uh, one of the biggest questions we get from you know everybody who listens to the show sure. is, "Hey, man, I would love to write a book." How hard is it? What's it like? Yeah, yeah. What's the process like? I, I've been through it. I'm curious to hear your side of it going into it. How was for it sure. for you, and how was the expectations going in? Because we started this process May 1st yeah. of, of 2016 at yeah. this point. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy process. And if you, if you try to look up the book, it's Thank You for My Service. I changed the title, and then and we'll get into that um, later. But Actually, we, we can do it now. Uh, well, I, 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 it was called Freedom the Fuck On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, in that three-year process— right. Five other books had come out on the bestseller yeah, list. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, how to Unfuck, how to your, unfuck life. your Life. Yeah. Like the, there, there's a bunch of them, and I felt that it was like diluted where the shock and awe value was, was, I was just kind of over it, and it wasn't where I'm at in life now. And I also thought, you know, I go on a lot of conservative radio shows, and, and you know, some, some of the conservative audiences, which I, I'm a part of and I love, necessarily like don't want to use cuss words. I totally right. understand that. So I was like, man, I don't want to live, limit my reach because I believe the stories so hilarious and impactful and i'm probably i think i was courageous in the sense of like i just put myself out there like a lot of my faults so like i don't think a lot of people were willing to do that like where i was just like fuck it man this yeah, is my life sure. and even my wife read it she was like geez man like you, you kind of put everything out there and i'm proud of you and i was like wow fuck, thanks babe that was super nice of you what's well, so, a big part of the veteran community in general like so there's been a couple of pieces of media over the years that have really been impactful in a way that teach the american public what we're really like yeah and generation kill was one of them okay and yeah. there's been a number of other ones obviously but it's one of the things that, that veterans face when they get out is like no one understands like they think i'm a fucking piece of shit and an asshole because i'm i think dark shit's funny right and i, I do this crazy stuff because life has gotten super boring because gunfights are exciting right and yeah. doing paperwork is not well that's and that's like you know not to add to that dan i think it's super interesting because people go you're you're, you're a psychopath and you're a murderer if, if you miss war and I, and I completely disagree with that statement. Mm -hmm. I think that the brotherhood and the excitement and the endorphins you get in there are never replicated in the manner of such that you find ways to compensate for, but they'll never fulfill that. So you often try to find ways to like, man, I wish I was back there, but they're kind of the worst times. You're like, you, you asked me, go get in a gunfight with ISIS. Okay, I'm crazy. I'd probably say yes, but like, you don't want to fucking die. You don't want your friends to die, but yet you miss it. The psychology yeah. in that is very complex and in interesting and and that's what i try to like put in this book a little bit like fucking war was like a heroin to me i fucking loved it and i've never done heroin but like it was a fucking drug and then you don't realize what you're doing and then you get off of it you're like life is so unsatisfying right like, like what am i sitting behind a fucking computer nine to five i don't want to do that and i think that's a problem a lot of us have with transitioning because you don't you don't want to be normal like you were exceptional go be exceptional and i i hope that my journey and my really shortcomings and, and where I've failed in life, but I've, I've, you know, stepped back up and fixed it or like to hopefully inspire other people to like, you can go do this. And, and especially the guys that are in active duty, I don't want them to fucking go through the shit that I went through and like the depressive times getting out of the military. I don't want them to experience that. I want them to experience like fulfillment, but understand like, okay, I can actually go do something else and succeed at it, which will be hopefully more fulfilling in a different way, but you don't, you're, you're just not hating life because it's right. fucking yeah. boring sometimes. You know? Yeah, people, I mean, the, the 
our culture, our society in general needs exceptional people that are willing to yeah. go. Like we, we don't see barriers as a barrier. We see it as a fucking something to blast through. That's just right. how we're programmed mentally. Right. So I, those young kids need to hear this shit. They're like, hey, you get back from war, you, you feel like there's no purpose anymore. There's so much more to do here. Well, in the third and fourth order effects of that too, like I, you know, I, I'm a very like intro perspective guy where I try to see what I've done in my life and why I've ruined relationships. Like when I first got in the military, like I dated this freaking amazing girl. She was beautiful and awesome. And I just sabotaged everything. I was cheating. I just wanted her to break up with me, you know? Why is because I fucking I thrived in chaos and I love chaos. And when shit was normal, I fucking hated it. I was like, how do I just wreck this whole entire room so I can fix it? I want to create the problem so I can fix it because no one else is creating the problem. Where now I'm like, okay, I can like hone that energy and put it into being creative in music and business Mm -hmm. and, and all these other things where it takes the power out of me so I can be a normal dude again. And and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking rambling, but no, you're you're not at all. Now the point going back to that, it's the the point of this book is going to be. It's not just about Matt Best or Black Rifle or even your no. personal experiences. It's about being another piece that people can identify with, both from our side that understand the stories and how you've made your journey and become a very successful businessman despite all these other challenges. And then from the c- civilian side to read this and understand that we're not fucking lunatics. We're right. people who are very exceptional at something. And right. we ha- we were forced by circumstance to move on, and it was a difficult fucking process. So just like our job was to go fight the enemy and 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 protect this country, and we did we did our job. Your job is to make this country worth fighting for. So look at our fucking struggle and experience, and fucking realize how important it was, and then make the country fucking worth it. So to, to piggyback off of that, for you guys and, and for you, Matt, in particular, yeah. Was it easier because you were creating a job for yourself or a business for yourself that you love to do versus taking other jobs for other people and all that stuff? And you go into it in, in the book, some of the various other jobs you had for shorter periods of time. But yeah. I would have to imagine coming into a place like Black Rifle Coffee where you love what you do every day. You're passionate about the coffee. Yeah. You're passionate. You, you, look, you work with your best friends every single day. Right. That had to have helped, right? Oh, 100 percent. And I, you know, I, I speak in depth of that in the book. And I think I always go back to transition. I've done, you know, interviews over the years about it where like I'm purpose driven, where I have to feel fulfilled to like be motivated. And if I'm checking a box every day, I fucking hate it, man. I'm an ideator. Like I'm the guy that's creative and wants to like problem solve and, and just fix shit and have these ideas. But if I don't have anything to solve or fix, I am so miserable. And, and I'm like, you know, again, it's just like it's the creative mind. And, and I think understanding yourself is always the best step forward to how you find your own success. Because like the, my journey might not be for everybody, but it might be insightful to be like, oh, OK, I'm not necessarily like Matt, but I, there's some attributes there that are very similar to me. Maybe that's why I do that. You know, like I'm the guy where like my, my, my brain tells me like, no, 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 get a little too drunk and go a little too fast. Like before I crashed that razor fucking and this is only like two weeks ago. I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to go roll this in front of like 15 people. She's like, sweetheart, please don't. And I was like, yeah. And I got in it. 30 seconds later, I was fucking laying on the ground and having to get picked up the razor off me. Is so that it's true? Like 100%. I, I, I said it right before. And it's chaos, right? I created my own chaos. And, yeah. then, and then right when I come back to my rationale, I'm like, wow, I'm an idiot. You know, but it's, it's just, it's the way my brain works. And and because it works that way, I've, I've created some absolutely epic, entertaining moments in my life. And, um, I I wouldn't change it for the world. Your house also lends itself to a blast at all times. 
Yeah. I, the, the only way I can compare it, if you haven't been to Matt's house, <laughs> it reminds me of Bam Margera's back in the day, where it's it's a palatial spread. You have a ton of land, and you can just we, we were lighting things on fire. You can drive the gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how hunt, many t- how many times? Hunt, yeah, shoot, I was gonna you say can do whatever you want. I like, was gonna say how many times have you stopped on your way home and seen like oh there's a deer over there. I'm gonna shoot this <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like I see axes on yeah. my neighbor's yard. And I'm like man, I should just go to his front door and be like hey can I whip out my bow real quick yeah. man and slay that thing. <laughs> Matt just keeps a bow in the car at, at all times now, just in case. I, I don't, for the sole reason I'd probably use it. So I'm like, no. And I want to point out for the audience at home that he is in a gated community, so you can't come into that, right? Like, <laughs> no. bams, you can just show up. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. That's where they shot the show. Yeah, I don't think that I'm lost in life. I think some guy, people that like have this to like recreate instances of their past, I just enjoy it. I think I love land. I love seeing the dogs run. My, my Theo, my little pup, will find every deer bone in that fucking place. Not even deer that I've shot, just dead deer that have died over the years. Like, he, my wife just sent me a photo right before the show. There's like a skull and arms, and like he just finds whatever's probably been dead for like 10 years in that property and brings it back. He's like a little retriever because he's got the nose of a fucking mm-hmm. Aussie. So he just, he's, it's hilarious. But I, I think it's fucking great. It's it's a fun time. So like usually uh, we call it Sunday. Send it Sundays at the best house where yeah, it's your dad. I'm gonna pause on those for a while, but yeah, you shouldn't. It was it's a blast. It's like fun. look, it's Jeremy and them are out of control on the goddamn Gators. Jeremy's a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, but it's your dad, uh, your wife, um, pretty much all your best friends. We we go over there. We barbecue. We hang out. Uh, drink some beers. Have some some tomahawks. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a dream on a Sunday. Yeah, uh, you're one of those people, unlike Jared, who likes kids. So like if kids are over and everything else, like, yeah, it's, it's a great time for everybody. And it's like seven acres. So everybody can just great. Here's a here's a motorbike. Here's a gator. Go shoot. Do, do whatever. Thing. Yeah. 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 I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I guess to go like full back to when we're talking about the the, the change of the title of the book. You know, I, I looked at this as like, thank you for my service was a way of like me kind of just like trolling myself and the community because I I wanted everybody that's like, you know, they say thank you for your service to veterans, but they don't mean it. They just say it because they feel yeah. obligated and like, I'm a good person. Yeah, I want to fucking it, troll those people where they don't give a fuck no. about veterans. It's like everybody wants to support veterans until it's fucking time to support yeah. veterans. And I want them to pick up this book and I want them to fucking read it and go like, I can't believe he said the F word and talked about a threesome. You're like, you're fucking right I did because those are the instances in my life that built the man that I am today and I couldn't be the husband that I am if I didn't have those experiences in my past. Like, wake the fuck up lady that's fucking watching or you know listening to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and hopefully in a perfect world they read it and they go, wow, this is insightful and like, you know, maybe have a better understanding of the sacrifice of these amazing men and women that serve our country and are so selfless and just are willing to, like, you know, sacrifice life, limb, and eyesight for the benefit of what we believe in, and that's fucking freedom. Just to do what we want, like, you know? And not only that, but, like, most guys, 90% of guys have done that. They've lived that life. So what's the shame in saying, oh, no, I was never like that, or I never did this? Because people are scared to be themselves. They're so scared to freaking be open because they might get judged. I'm like, bring the judgment, man, because... I own it. My actions are my actions, and they've not always been perfect. Sometimes they've been fucking very faulted, but it's who I am, you know? God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. <laughs> fucking Rascal Flat song right there. Well, let's talk about the broken road. Uh, we started this May 1st. Yep. Uh, Great 2000- segue, by the way. That was 2016, awesome. your Welks. And that was a month before Range 15 aired, right? Uh, yes, yes. June 16th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, st- started the treatment. Just to give people saying... like an idea of how fucking long ago that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, like... uh, I turned in the, the, the final cut to, uh, fuck, who was it? Distriber? 
Sherbert did that movie, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, I forget who, Tug put it on theaters. I turned that in, I remember May 4th. You and I started the book May 1st because it was, it was done at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started the treatments and then it went on sale in the fall. We ended up uh, in a, a bidding war, which was awesome, before we even got to New York because yeah. all the publishers are out of New York. Um, it came down to, there was eight, eight publishers that wanted to meet with us. Uh, it was the day after the election. Uh, when Trump was elected and we yeah. were scheduled, everybody and their mother thought Hillary was going to win. And one publisher came in and said, hey, uh, we want to give you X amount of dollars, but you have two hours, two hours to sign this contract, yeah. cancel all your meetings, or we're pulling this away. Which I do want to publicly thank you know, Penguin Random House, the parent company, um, for, for taking a risk on me because I am a massive risk. Like I am a gun-toting, the antithesis of what leftism fucking stands for. You know, and well, I don't even call it leftism anymore because liberals are not, it's like progressives in this hardcore left that are like believe in socialism. Like, you guys are fucking lunatics. Like, Google Venezuela, you fucking morons. Anyways, um, they took a risk on me, and, and I think it'll pay off, and I think that this book will be something fucking special, like really special. So. Same, same. But the, the interesting part about this, if you don't know at home, during that two hour process, you had called me before and said, hey, man, I'm about to go get some dental work done. Yeah, we talk about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be high as shit coming out of here, but here's and my I'm number. Out, and I'm yeah. out, and that's, yeah. that's it. And I was like, you don't have anything to worry about. Like, the meeting's already set. Nothing's going to happen anymore. You're like, great, because they're putting me under. Yeah. Um, got a phone call during the middle of it. It was about 4.15 and said, hey, there's an offer out there. They, they want you to cancel everything else, but we've got to have a verbal yes from Matt. Right. And he was out. Right. And this point is 4.15, and they were pulling the offer at 6 p.m. And so I called Jared because you were gone. Yeah. And I said, look, I don't care what you have to do. you got to wake Matt up just to say yes. Yeah. At 5.45, you woke up and got you on the phone on a conference call. And all you think, yeah, thank <laughs> me. Can't so you know, the other meeting. I, I don't know if he wants to say his name. Scott B., you know who you are. Uh, he picked me up and drove me back, and like I spilled <laughs> meal prep because I was trying to eat, and I fucking spilled it all in his truck. It was like one of those YouTube videos of when you get your like uh, yeah, yeah, your yeah, wisdom yeah. teeth wisdom pulled. Wisdom teeth out, yeah. If, if, I remember because I had all those missed calls and texts, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and we got it done, man. And, and it was it's super cool, and the process there for it has been like, man, what a But, but what here's a the thing. Show. On my side, so nobody believed me. They thought I was trying to stall and or, or the agent was trying to stall to try to go after other offers. I was like, no, man, he is unconscious on a on a dentist chair yeah. right now. Like, like, oh, we've heard this. The dog ate the pet. Yeah, the yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Please, please don't. Like, I will get him on the phone. So we had about 15 minutes left yeah. to spare. Yeah. Uh, it went through and it was great. And then you and I are excited. Talked about it the next day. You say you don't remember any of that whatsoever. Not really. Came and, back after a while, but yeah. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> we go to New York. And, and we're not expecting any of this because Hillary was supposed to have her breaking in the, gra- the, right. the glass ceiling and all that other shit um, didn't go down. Trump got elected, and our meeting was the day, the day after yeah. Trump got elected. Was, Here we are crazy. selling this book about pro-America guns, tattoos, a guy killing people. And it was just, I mean, it was like a fucking funeral in yeah. New York. It we was, walked it, in. It, it, Remember, there was 10,000 people protesting no, the in the whole, streets yeah the whole streets and i was just standing there with my black rifle shirt on like yeah we got no. a we got a, a, an unbelievable me. photo that night that yeah. was one of my favorite photos of all time 
Uh, we went through the building. I'll did publish the whole that actually. On Thank you for my service book on Instagram. Uh, the, the book Instagram. We should put that photo up yes. there. I'm standing there and you see all the protesters and it's my black rifle uh, back so tag. Yeah. Uh, and it's, whoosh, it's cool. <laughs> so it goes through. We yeah. go through that whole process. Then it's like, all right, great. November. We want the first draft by, I think it was the end of February, right? Yeah. Which, which is cool because I'm going to bring it back a little bit. You know, I don't know. I think you know this. It happened after. But like, so I started writing a book before all of this. Right when I got out of the military, I remembered so vividly of a lot of the things that I'd done. And I was like, I don't want to lose those memories. And I don't want to like change them for the sake of stories. I want to make mm. sure that they're correct. And I like specifically, you know, Bremen Braza, my team leader and squad leader, I really wanted to like paint a vivid picture the most accurate of exactly what happened because i don't really like books that fabricate things i really wanted to be like truthful and honest to the legacy of these amazing people and so i wrote a whole chapter on that and i forgot about it after we'd already worked on the book for so long and i revisited it and i was like most of what i remembered was completely accurate but it brought up a lot more like sensory things of Fuck, I forgot kind of how I was I feeling. I didn't know that, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'd actually um, asked a friend of mine who, who's, um, his father was an author, if he'd write a book, and he's like, oh, you can't make this happen, and pretty much shunned me down about it. So, like, that's when we discussed it. I was like, well, this is the price point I'd want, and I really want to make this thing big because gotcha. I feel like this is a worthwhile story. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so a lot of people don't know that. I already kind of thought about this the last six, seven years, and then when it came to you opening the door to kind of get in the publisher with the agent. I was like, okay, let's make this thing fucking epic. And then when we signed the deal, I was like, oh shit, I have to write a book. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, can I write it in crayons? Yeah. No. <laughs> Got it. So picture it book, right? It's a pop-up book. It's a pop-up picture book. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to like write it like the typewriter. I'm like, like a typewriter or computer? <laughs> but by the way, uh, that's a great point for anybody else looking to write a book out there. You don't want to lose these memories. So no. if something happens to you in your life and you have any wish or dream or hope to write a book someday, write it down because you're going to forget a lot of this shit. Like if I, I, I've never written a biography about my life. If I had to, I don't think I would remember half of it because I, I never did what you did. I didn't. I've never stopped to write anything down, I don't think. Yeah, I'm never one to like be a journal, but I think, you know, being a creative and you too, Ross, like you have to like some of the funnest moments in life are fleeting and if you don't like kind of mm -hmm. memorialize them in in a way of remembering them then they're gone forever and that's fine you know but like a lot of times there's so many stories in this i could write three more books of the crazy shit i've done mm -hmm. in life but i try to highlight the best ones i did and really remember those and i think it speaks through with a lot of the war stories where i didn't want to talk about you know there i was no shit there i was i shot him in the chest twice and moved on because my training took over i'm like that's redundant. It's been spoken to before. How do I recreate an experience and have someone ride shotgun with me to feel that they're going through the same crazy emotion that I was going through? Like, what the fuck am I doing? I am in the middle of a desert. I'm freezing I'm my ass off. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 years old, and I'm leading seven strikers to a fucking <laughs> terrorist that just fucking built IEDs to kill a bunch of Americans. Like, what the f I am not qualified for this job, yeah. but you have to fake it till you make it kind of thing. And yeah. I really try to like put that in there because I think most military guys will say that like no one knows the answer in this shit. You're just there with your team members and you're doing the best you fucking can. Mm -hmm. It's just like a podcast in business. Like I don't know what to say next, but you just got to be the best version of you and train it and work mm -hmm. for it. And I, I truly don't believe a, a, especially a military book has been ever written like this. And I, it's a proud moment for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm nervous really nervous about it because who knows it could be huge it could be not huge but i think the people that read this will be like fucking a matt solid work i think this kind of book has to come out of the GWAT though like uh 
if you think about World War II, it was people in their teens and 20s fighting people in their teens and 20s. Right. But in this war, it's people in their teens and 20s fighting people, the Mujahideen and, 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 and Al-Qaeda and ISIS, who had been fighting for fucking decades. And we just showed up, 19, 22, 24 right. years old. It's, it's so much different. And, and the experiences... Well, um, and, and then I don't think there's combating nations, right? You had these like kind of small, per se, proxy yeah, wars. Yeah. I mean, it was a real war, but like you're fighting these really dynamic engagements. And then you're like, especially in Ranger Battalion, you're there for four months, you're back. You're there. For, it's just like a, this bizarre psychology that yeah. like I'm supposed to be a normal adult drinking at the bar trying to get laid. And then I got to go play like hardcore war. It's just it's, yeah, it's, it's different. And there's technology involved. It's, and it's 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 crazy. It's wild. I mean, we were. <laughs> We were uh, on patrol on a Sunday, and by Wednesday of the next week, I was back at Fort Bragg driving around. Like, and <laughs> road rage in Iraq is a little bit different than road rage in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Road, <laughs> road rage in Iraq is like, motherfucker, and you got your gun in their face. And then back in Fort Bragg, you're like reaching for things that aren't there anymore on your toolkit. Like, I don't have my gun. I don't have my rifle right now. What am I going to do? Oh, no. I'm not going to do anything. This is right. not... Yeah, I'm, I'm on, like, uh, on two-lane highway. Yeah. I but, should probably but, slow it down. And, and yeah. I think that that's what I really hope to do in this. It's the same stance I took with, like, my videos, right, mm -hmm. where people call that PTS or PTSD, however they define it. They mm -hmm. go, man, you're fucked up because you went to grab for a fucking belt when a dude was walking up to your yeah. window. You're like, no, that's just <laughs> years of being a fucking professional, man. Yeah. Like... You can't take muscle memory out of you. It's what you're conditioned to do, and conditioning's everything in life. And so it's like, ex not exploring that, but like showing my journey in that was like a way of hopefully people go, fuck, I'm just like that. That's hilarious. And laughing at yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. I still do that today. You hear shit, you're like, okay, well, okay, okay, damn it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's bizarre, but it, it's, it's, you can't spend send a bunch of young men and women to war and then expect them to be completely functioning in the social constraints that you believe in. Like it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. No, but there's so many benefits of that so type many of attitude. Though. Awesome. Like bring us back and, and use us. And for yeah. all the, for all those people taught you you were talking about how Matt uh, came back and he was part of his own businesses. Mm -hmm. There's California alone one hundred and fifty thousand new businesses per year. Really, one hundred and fifty thousand. Now, of course, most of those oh. fail because most businesses fail. Yeah, but one hundred and fifty thousand in California alone per year. One hundred forty-eight thousand of them are just dance studios, though. <laughs> I just want to dance. Hot, hot yoga. You yeah. do. Is that that's why you're growing that hair, right? For the dance studio. I have to. I yeah. have to. Yeah, I'm. I'm one hundred and fifty thousand to one. I'm, you're I'm going, opening up my I'm, own Swayze dance studio. It's where a summer I'm of Swayze. Up. So summer of Swayze. Uh, I want. I want to turn it to a kind of a serious topic is uh when we were going through the interviews and then writing this book there was one chapter in particular that mm -hmm. was arguably the most difficult moment or day in your entire life right how hard was that to relive that day not only during that interview process but then 90 fucking rewrites over and over and over again and i think that's a lot of that's that's a lot of things that people forget about when you read a military book of like oh man I'm just reading about some some guy's life story you don't think about the the fact that they went through 90 edits and had to relive that day over 90 times essentially how was that for you cuz you mentioned Bremen Barraza mm -hmm. I know those guys were obviously your heroes and they're in the book and the audience won't understand until they read it um, but those were your mentors writing about that day how hard was that reliving it over and over and over again that's something that happened to you you know 10 years ago um the hard part isn't for me it's ensuring that i got the story right and i did them honorably like the way i look at that is like i i want the story to be 
honoring their legacy and their sacrifice. And, and I, there's a couple of very impactful statements in there. I think that where it's like, it's not, it, it's not me telling the story for like to be revered. It's me telling the story for to be like, I wish I knew a motherfucker like those guys because how impactful they were in my life. So it's like, it's not challenging the sense of like reliving it. Like, Oh my God, poor Matt. No, it's like, I hope I did them right. And I hope their family reads that and goes, man, I'm glad that every person that picks up this book read their name. They said it out loud and they know that there's fucking all these epic dudes like that, that were just like glorious fucking epic motherfuckers that put everything on the line, sacrificed everything fucking for us. And it's, I just hope I get it right. And I feel like I did. Um, but that's the hard part. And I can't imagine a lot of other authors like that wrote about that one story, whether it's a, a military memoir or whatnot. And they, that they have to talk about that every single day. They relive it for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like I feel compassion for that because it, I can imagine it's challenging. The way I do things is I compartmentalize it and I'm like, okay, moving on. And when you revisit it, like I, it's not to say that I haven't, you know, read it in one of the edits and been like a couple wines deep and you're like, fuck, I like have to close the book. And I'm like, I'm done for the night. Like I'm good. Like I'm good. Cause I just don't like, you don't want to necessarily relive that. It just opens up poor salt in the wound. That's never really closed. It's kind of their scar tissue on there, but you just don't really want to fucking revisit it. You know? Yeah. And you know, obviously we're friends with, you know, Marcus Luttrell, his book was huge lone survivor mm -hmm. and it got made into a movie mm -hmm. where, you know, everybody that comes up to Marcus outside of it wants to talk about right. what happened that day or happened in the movie same ha thing with clint yeah we were same with the clint yeah. yeah have you thought about that Clint was here today clint's i love fucking he's clint. the great so one awesome. of the greatest guys on the planet so, so is marcus awesome. man marcus yep. is fucking rad have you thought about that if this gets bought into a movie and, and made the only way i would ever sell it in the movie rights is if i have 100 script control yeah. and i can ensure that like they don't fuck shit up like I'm I'm driven by money in the sense that it creates a more comfortable lifestyle and I know that I can pay my mortgage, but I, I'm in a position in life and it's why that I have businesses is because I want creative control and I don't want people to do injustice to like things that I hold so near and dear to my heart. So like if that happens, awesome. I would love to tell the story and love to see fucking whoever play me, but they're not going to fuck up those Chris parts. Hemsworth? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, going Hemsworth. He's handsome, man. Yeah. Or who, uh, who's the uh, who's the guy, Guardians of the Galaxy? And, uh, and Chris Pratt. Chris yeah. Pratt. No. He, Come on. He's funny no. and quirky. He's a dork like me, man. I like that guy. I'd go Hemsworth is more jacked and, you know. No, but like, he's like, I will fight. Tell we go in the <laughs> night. Man, that ain't me, dude. I'm like, well, we're all going to die. Let's uh, kill a bunch of them. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, look, he's pro-military, so you got one in Hollywood. Tell yeah, me Chris Pratt. He's, he's, a big, Pratt. he's a big hunter, he's too, a hunter. and everybody's yeah. giving him shit about it. Like, dude, this guy goes out on his own and hunts game and fucking they're judging him while he, they fucking eat mcdonald's hamburgers yeah, or they eat bacon from by the a way fucking pig exactly farm. Like, not to look that shit up not not to know? go off track here but did you see uh rogan and russell brand talking about hunting like russell brand is a super vegetarian morally opposed to eating oh yeah, meat. yeah. It, it's if you haven't seen it yet go fucking watch because it it's a great joe rogan explaining the process of hunting and the visceral connection he makes mm -hmm. and and avoiding the fucking meat packing process and all that bullshit like and it's it's, it's it's really it's, enti it's entirely true too. So yeah. I, well, no, but I think that I I wish <coughs> I wish everybody could go not to get on a hunting thing real quick, but I wish everybody could fucking cut open a deer and they pull those tenderloins out, right? And you, and you have the tenderloin about probably this big, like yeah. what about you know I don't know, 12, 16 inches, mm -hmm. depending maybe a little longer, on the deer or elk, whatever animal you're shooting, and that's the fillet. Yeah. So when you eat fillets, that's all you get out of that one animal. Yeah. And it puts it really in perspective of like, whoa, 
this life gave me that and it's it's fucking humbling and awesome but a lot of motherfuckers are too pussy to even recognize that like oh just grind it up and whatever but like you have to understand like there's another life form that's feeding you it's a circle of life man like it's fucking simba right we become the cross <laughs> it's fucking it's that dude and once you have it's hard to understand just like war but once you get it you're like Man, I'm content. I'm a little more happy in life because I understand the complexities and the fucking fragility of life. And it's yeah. pretty rad because my ass is dying here soon. And, yep. you know, if you fucking shot me, Dan, and fucking flayed me open, like, I hope you drink beer and, you know, would grill me. I would grill you. I would. You do- go ass first, though. Yeah. These glutes because oh, they're a little yeah. muscular. You've got like- good legs and ass. So I would do that. Dan's sick like that. Yeah. Because he wants to go for yeah. ass and, yeah. and everything yeah. else. But, and he'll also want to sit with you and tell you about it, too, which is a nice Yeah. Thing. While right. you're still alive. So I'm going to yeah. amputate both your legs. And as I'm, cu- it's Trying like, it? it's yeah. like uh fucking, uh, what's the movie? How about that? Like with Ray, with Ray uh, Liotta, where he's getting his brain eaten by Hannibal Lecter. Which movie was that? I don't remember which one uh, that was. Oh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. It was, oh, no, it was the one after that with Julian Lewis, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't sequel. remember the name. No, but anyways, yeah. yeah, I would definitely eat you while you were still alive. That, so. went, that went dark real quick. <laughs> real quick. It always does, though. It does, yeah. It always does. <laughs> so, you know, we go through this process. Yeah. Right for the book, uh, it goes to the DoD, and here's where I was shocked because I thought you were famous enough to beat it. I thought everybody would have pushed Matt Best's book all the way through, and like there was, would be a record time at the DoD. Everybody's told us a nightmare story, yeah, and I did. I didn't believe it. I refused to believe it. I think you did too, and so did our, our agents and, yeah. and everything else. Well, I called in a couple favors too, and I had some people very high up that were like, "Yeah, there might be a couple issues with the way that you you phrase things, but." I love the book and I wish you the best. And obviously there had to be a politician in it. And so I was like, man, cause you know that. And I was like, man, yeah. Oh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I don't fault the DOD. It's the fucking government. Like I get it. You know, once we put some pressure on them, some severe pressure, they were like, Roger that. And they got it back to us and they were very fair with their redactions. Yeah. A little more fair than I thought. I thought certain stories weren't going to make it. Cause I was like, Whoa. And they did. And so I'm like, all right, let's fucking send it. I was real surprised. Yeah, um, there's a story where I have to do SSC on someone, and yeah. it gets really gory and brutal, and uh, more than you would ever think out you, of Matt Best. I, I, that's, yeah, and, and but that's what I want people to read this, where they see where I'm crazy. I'm like, no, I, yeah. I, I've had my fair share of fucking yeah. wild shit, man. I just try to be fucking a good dude. And, as humble as I can be, being awesome. I, I like well, one of our kidding. first interviews, by the way, because we did about I think thirty-eight hours worth for this book. Your, the first question you asked was, "Hey, are you squeamish?" And I said, "No, I can I can pretty much look at anything." And you were like, "Cool, well, I got something to show you." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, fuck! You really did live that life." And I unzipped my pants, and Ross was yeah. like, "It is magical." <laughs> no, but I, I I got to see some some photos and things that you did, and I was like, "Man, you really did live that life." Because you always wonder, right? Mm-hmm. You you go out with everybody from the military. Everybody's got these crazy stories. I did this. I did that. You don't believe they're true. There was one story in the book, which you guys will love this chapter when you read it. I thought for sure you were bullshitting. Um, and it was a. It and was the a photos are allegedly, there were graphic, <laughs> re- there were graphic representations of, of said in circumstances. I told you, I said, there's no way this story is true. And you, you popped open a pic of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this yeah. is. And then, but it also made me feel more. Which will not be in the book, obviously, because we're just talking, having fun. It's all air quotes, hypothetically. But, um, but it also made me realize what you had been through. Because in real life, you're an unbelievably positive, hilarious, kind, and giving person. And it's hard to imagine your friends going through shit like that and then coming it coming out of it on the other side completely yeah. normal. Well, think about or it. Seemingly from the outside. Think, think about from a, the outside. Think about a normal person. Like how, how many friends have you had die? 
you, right. you as a civilian. Because I've had like 26 friends die. That's a lot of fucking people, dude. Same, and I would say probably eight, but they were all like natural things, right? Yeah. Like I, they didn't die in front of me. It was car yeah. accidents or ours are in front of us or suicides exactly. we heard about on the phone for yeah. the most part. That's that's a lot of fucking dead people, man. And it, 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 yeah, and it's hard, you know. Like Matt was talking about, one of the things when you're, especially when you're doing a piece of media, you want to memorialize them in a way that they would be proud of, and their families are going to be yeah. proud of. But like, there comes, a, I'm not gonna lie, there comes a point where you hear about another guy killed and stuff. You're like, fuck, man, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like it, yeah. it's just so fucking frustrating at some point, and you know it, it, it's but, a good reminder. That's why this book is I so fucking important, in my opinion, because it tells same. these real raw stories. Like, hey, this shit exists. We gotta, we can't ignore this. You it's can't like, ignore it. Thank you. Like I love that fucking, fucking statement. You can't ignore it. And like, I know there are gonna be certain people that are like, you can't write about that. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, you fucking can. Yeah, fuck because you, buddy. you motherfucker chose to send fucking you know 17, 18 year olds to go fucking play war. Just don't really want to think about it. Yeah. Fuck you, because they had to fucking deal with it. And I'm not even using myself. I just made examples of my own fucking experience. But like, people need to know, like, that there's a reason why people feel inclined to say thank you for your service, right? Right. Because they went through some shit, most likely, right? You know, and I don't know. And that's why I again, again with the cover, I was like, thank you for my service. I loved what I did. I enjoyed it. I met the most epic people I've ever let. I'm so I'm close friends with all these fucking dudes that I served with that were just like brilliant badasses that were just fucking gangsters of war. And um, yeah, I, I'm just thankful for it. And so and give everybody a laugh. Yeah, course. and not only that, but that's where the three yeah. years comes into play for the positive. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, for sure. You have enough time to sit back and be like, all right, great. What is this book really about? What do I really want to name right. it? And then, you know, luckily the the fuck title got played out, and yeah. and it was just like, all right, cool. And then you got to sit down, and you came up with that on your own, and you said, hey man, I think this is what I really want it. Well, to I do be. want to give Jared credit. So we were at the nth hour, like the book. Jared is, Taylor. Yeah, the book is going live. I wanted to call it "Killing Bad Guys Is Fun." Hard no from the fucking publisher. <laughs> Hard no. And the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, me, people might fucking misinterpret that. That I'm like, oh, "Killing Bad Guys Is Fun," but I was like, no. Like, I want it to be like, how do I say this is a crazy story, but then it's humorous? And I was like, what if I called it "Don't Thank Me for My Service" or like "Don't," you know, or something along those lines? And we were sitting in an airport getting ready to fly to a business meeting, and Jared was like, "You could do that," or "Thank you for my service," and I was like, "There it is." There it is. And then I, I went in this dissertation to the publisher as far as why I thought this should be the title. And they're like, Matt, we haven't heard that. We love it. Done. And so like a 10-minute really? phone call, <laughs> we locked it. And then I went through a bunch of iterations with the, the, the you know, and again, nothing but respect for the publishing company, but like to, uh, covers. I'm just a fucking yeah. perfectionist because yeah. I refuse for things to be mediocre, um, at least to my own taste. And so I went and hired a bunch of graphic designers and ran through like 200 versions of the book. And then I found it and I was like, Okay, here we go. And I sent that to them. And I, again, gave them a dissertation why I think it should be the fucking cover. And they're like, we love it. I'm like, okay, roger that. So, like, I'm, I'm doing the right things here. Yeah, and when, so. it, and when it came out, every single person, I, I haven't had one negative comment of the, the title or the cover. But he was like, oh, it's fire. This is crazy. I, I, I saw a comment goes, this is the douchiest name for a book ever. I'm so fucking buying it. Love it. And I was like, that's hilarious. Because it is fucking, it's a play on yeah, words. But that's, yeah, like, that's you been read your, it and you're like, fuck this. Oh. That's been. Yeah, your, yeah, that's yeah. been your whole fucking career, though. Yeah. Everybody looks back at the old videos with the bikini snaps and the fucking and the and the the rap battles and all this stuff. Like, oh, Matt's fucking d bag. But like, dude, he's he's it's a send up. He's taking the piss. Yeah, like yeah. he's making fun of the fucking culture. He's you, making do you fun not, of, of. Do you of not himself, have you not got? Culture, it's been yeah. ye, it's been years. Have you not picked up on that yet? 
come on, like what's Matt like in real life? He's just he's fucking Matt, dude. He's a normal <laughs> he's a normal human being. Tattooed douche. Yeah. And, and here and here's the other thing about it is you know because I know you obviously personally and how hard you work. Like for Black Rifle, I mean you're you work like 15 hours a day. You help with the bag designs, like the. All of the the yeah, art, artwork and everything, are, but but yeah. all of the artwork too for the bags and things like that. Things that you you don't have to do. You no. could hire somebody to do that. So therefore, when the publisher came back with the first copy of the cover, you were like, no, 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 I got this one. Like, I kind of, I, I, I kind of do this. I do exactly. what I want. Yeah. yeah, like you're probably better at that than they are. Not that's not, what I think. You know, but you know, they had their best foot forward. And again, I don't ever want to like. Sound like slander, but yeah, like I, I'm a fucking, I'm not trashing I'm, them at I'm all. A, try to be married to me, dude. I'm an annoying perfectionist. I'm like, oh, that's what you would have done with the wall, and I'm just like criticizing because, like, that's <laughs> one of our company values. Like, we got to celebrate wins because, like, I've put out videos that have gotten you know 50 million views. The next day, I'm like, ah, could have got fucking 60, man. Get fuck. Like, I, I just like I'm not content with shit for some reason. I I'm just kind of wanna... picturing Matt Best, the interior designer, in my head now. No, that's that Jared Taylor. Day. No, you should still have that show. By the way, I've, <laughs> I've said it. No house left behind on HGTV. <laughs> it's got to be. You've got to do a fucking home fixer upper show. I think you'd be great it. at it. Yeah, you'd be do, great. Can at you guys it. carry the conversation for like fucking two minutes while you I go piss? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go piss. piss. Yeah, do your thing, guy. Because I, I, I will say this: as Matt goes and pisses, uh, we went. Look, I just flew into San Antonio. We went to a Mexican restaurant. One of my Faves. What was the name of that place? Dan? La Fagata. It's great. God bless it's it. It's really good. Outdoors, gorgeous. I mean, the food's Because we're in May. What's the What's the weather like here in June and July? Is it terrible? It's hot as fuck. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. So it's, it stays humid the whole fucking time. Too. Yeah. So sitting outside on, at a restaurant like today would be brutal, right? Uh, in a couple months, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty rough. Because the, the waitress was like, oh, we can sit outside. It's great. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, even now, like I pick up my, my drink and take a drink out of it, and just water drips in my lap from condensation. And the ice dissolves real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's Texas, man. It's South Texas. What are you going to do? I have nothing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, ride your fucking San horse Antonio into San Antonio is a, is a wild city. The traffic here is surprising to me. Well, so you've lived in L.A. Matt's lived in L.A. We've had these conversations a million times. You've both lived in L.A. I've spent a lot of time there. I've, I've lived in uh, the Bay Area. Yep. Drove from Oakland to San Francisco every day. I lived in... Uh, in Wisconsin, drove back and forth between Milwaukee and Chicago. I lived in uh, Seattle for months on end, doing work up there. I've lived in major cities all over the country. Traffic sucks, but the drivers here in San Antonio are the worst I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. It's I, it, I don't even know what it is. Like today, it's because nobody's nobody's legal, brother. <laughs> <They're> all... <laughs> it's it's like a little drizzle is all it takes to completely fuck traffic here. Yeah, it's, I've never seen anything like this in my life, and I've lived in some places, man. I mean, I've lived in big cities, and it's just like, what the fuck, bro? You know, Dave Reardon, Dave, our, uh, you posted a picture on Instagram the other day of somebody driving down the highway with 50 million things on top of their car. Yeah, that's a real picture, right? That is a real picture. Yeah. Okay, and that was, some, that was something on a real drive? Yeah, oh D- Dave God. said something like, uh, I wish I was surprised, but it's San Antonio. I've just gotten over it. I, this I laughed my ass off because I was like, eh. What was it, it like figures. 15 mattresses on top of the back of a truck or it, some it shit? It looked like an entire two-bedroom apartment yeah. on the back of a It was like the Beverly fucking a Hillbillies. Yeah. Like a, it was no, like a Pontiac. Yeah, it was the Beverly Hillbillies, basically, <laughs> is what it was. Man, I, if that's what it's like on a regular basis here, God bless you guys for, like for putting up with that. I love San Antonio, man. 
I know you do because you live out in Bernie. <laughs> when That's I, fucking funny. It's true though, because when I went out to funny. Bernie, I was like, "Oh shit, this is what." You, you, that's you, what you, I you turn off the, the freeway, to, and you're yeah. like, "Wait a second, this is okay." Bernie, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, don't tell everybody about my secret, man. I won't, because I and it is a secret. It's too late. Everybody's moving up there. Are they really? Yeah. Real estate's going through the roof. Yeah. There, yeah, by the it way. Is. Yeah. Because when I, in, I was up at your years, place and I was looking at fuck show, man. I was looking at places and then you took me out to like the places for brunch and all the other yeah. stuff and there was like a a pond and people out fishing. Yeah, it's nice know. as fuck up there. Holy it's shit! Like a whole other fucking. It was like city, a Norman yeah. Rockwell painting, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the rest of San Antonio was like. And I was like, man, how how is it that different? Thirty minutes apart. I think all of us like fucking smaller cities. Like you like beach towns and like low key local spots, and so like. The city works for some people. It just doesn't work for me. So I like that small town. Like the four restaurants I have to choose from. I show up. <clears throat> the waitress gives me the drink I I want because she knows yeah. me. Like that. That's the shit I it's like. It's cheers, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Well, I think as you get older and you get married, and more mature. Uh, also, you like that for older and married. Yes. I don't know about mature, but wow. <laughs> depends on. on what you. Mean. It depends on what you mean by mature. His decision making is way better now, but. His personality is not more mature. Ask that gator, ask that gator who made the yeah, best decision. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> hashtag didn't break my foot. Who's the real bitch? The gator. Yeah. Who's the commander? Not you, Can-Am. Me. <laughs> so Did you the... stand up after that and yeah, point your you? eyes and say, I am the captain now to the gator? In the story, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, no. no In real no, life, no, I was no, like, no. oh, fuck. I didn't, you still didn't take any pills, man. That's crazy. No, I feel like every time it's just when I'm the VA because I definitely have TBI from being blown up mm-hmm. and shit. Um, uh, they, <laughs> I always, I, don't, I just don't think my personality because I'm making cracking jokes. I'm like, I'm great, and they're like, this dude's fine, you know. Until you do like a CT scan, you're like, oh, yeah, oh he's should, fucked he up. I actually had the same thing. No I took wonder that te- he stutters sometimes. I took that test, like the the post. So you take the baseline test for TBI yep. before you deploy yep. and shit, and I take the test afterwards, and it's the same. Answers are all the same. But I can't remember where the fuck my phone is. I'm like, look, man, I can't remember shit. You gotta, gotcha. you gotta, you gotta fucking help me out here somehow. Like, oh, your tests are fine. I'm like, dude, scan my fucking brain. My brain's a piece of shit now. Right. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. That's why I just pour booze on it all the time. Yeah, it why not? And it, look, if you're if you're buying booze and pouring booze on something, buy a copy of Matt's book and pour some booze on it. You're gonna sign some copies, right? Is yeah, that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Wanna... Everybody has hit us up and said, yes. "Hey, is Matt gonna sign some?" Well, I do want to say this. Like, I think that I've been out there for so long in social media. People think they've heard the stories and stuff, but like, this is like they the have most not. transparent, like crazy shit you're gonna read. And and I really want to give again credit to my wife. My wife read it like my the beautiful soul that's married to me and puts up with my fucking idiot ass. And she was like, "Wow, like the jokes I couldn't fucking pretty much set it down." And I'm not using her as an example. I mean, I kind of am, but the fact that her even with sex stories in this of my past, she's like, "Fucking, it's super cool." Like I got to know a lot about you, and I've been with her for over three years now. So like she's learned a lot about me just by reading it like my lineage of my family like you know great uncles that served in world war ii my father as a as a marine guy my fucking two brothers that served together and his cancer with a really weird story at fucking september 11th and how all this it's like some of it's like you can't 
you, you couldn't write a book about it almost, but I fucking did. But so you did, yeah. I, I take a lot of pride in it, and and I and and, and selfishly, I do want to be a bestseller because I want to love fucking throw it in so many of these progressive faces that I know these days that just hate me. And like, you can't write a book, and I just want to be like, bitch, I'm a bestseller. You're a fucking loser. Yeah. Because so. once when you're you a bestseller, you, you live with that yeah. the rest of your life. If the plane goes down and everybody dies on that plane, yeah, it'll say New York Times number one bestselling author Matt Best dead on Delta <laughs> Flight 197. <laughs> yeah. And I've never really cared about like the 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 title of anything like that. Like when people are like, you're a celebrity, no, I'm a fucking drinking bro. I'm just a normal dude. But the book, I'm like, I really want this to do well because I think people need to read the story and they need to be grossed out by some of the fucking war shit. And they need to be like, whoa, you know, like there's a story and I'll, I'll allude to it a little bit, but like a predator drone crashed and I was uh, the team leader on Ranger Battalion uh, of my of my uh, team attached to a PJ guys. It was stupid. I didn't say that right. I'm getting drunk. But we we, we, all are. we, we went out to go fucking salvage a, a Predator drone. And like, <laughs> it's my job to blow this thing up and provide security so the PJs can do their epic recovery stuff. And it was like a fuck show. But there's like these moments where I'm trying to like call in another unit and do fucking comms with them. And they're kind of fucked up. But it's like, those are the war stories I really want to tell where it's not about like, I'm a badass. It's about like the fucking hilarity of war. You're out there with yourself and it's only up to you at 20 fucking one years old yeah. to figure out so how stupid. am I going to navigate 32 people from fucking um, that are coming to support us and worry about the guys here in Target. Like who put me in charge? I'm what the fuck, man. Yeah. But it always seemed to work out because you just take your best foot forward and you like mm. really believe in yourself and I'm, I'm just I'm ecstatic about it, man. I really am. Same, same, and it's uh, available. And yes, oh, sorry, you for pre-sale. I'm, I'm getting tipsy in that last Go shot. Ahead. But the uh, yes, I will sign every single pre-order. So I talked to my publisher today. They're going to kill me for saying this, but um, I said I will sign every single pre-order. And they're like, Matt, what if you sell you know fifteen, twenty thousand copies? And I'm like, I will sign every fucking pre-order. And they were like. Roger that. So if you go on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, yep. it's everywhere. If you if you purchase it as a pre order before the release date, August twentieth, I will sign every single copy. So yeah, because we we've had a lot of requests for that. Uh, the other thing we've had a request for is, are you doing the audiobook? One hundred percent. Yeah, great. And that's something we're working through. And then um, my goal, and I still have to do some <laughs> negotiations, but the last thing I want would be this. Welcome to. <laughs> Thank you for oh, my service. Yeah. In this episode, Mark Best talks yeah. about how he's going to combat ISIS terrorism. Yeah. What's the guy's if, name? If you've read any George. of the, like George Guadel, if That's you've read it, any yeah. of the Mitch Rap books or any of those famous like spy yarns, they, they tried to put it, they tried to it's put him on me, George and Goodell. I was like, hey man, he, you can't fucking can do you imagine shit. that? He's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's great, but like he's fine. for spy novels, but not yeah. for a fucking That'd biography. Be like the guy of fucking um, Planet Earth reading a book. As he began to saw off the arm, <laughs> he knew the Blackhawks were 15 minutes out. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 definitely doesn't work for me, man. Can't do can't that. Do it. Yeah, you can't hear a fucking dude that's a scientist talking about sawing off some dude's arm to get PID. Yeah, uh, HBT. This is not a thing. Come no. On. So yes, I will be doing an audiobook 100%. I will. I'm working very hard, and and Ross will be a component in this to actually act it out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I want this to be like theatrical, where you get the card cover, you get it signed, and you're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But then you get a whole new experience. Yeah. Of actor. Where it's actor, like a movie. Not like. Yeah. And then Kelly said. Go that way. Yeah. Brad said, that's right. <laughs> fuck that. Like, I wanted to be like, what the fuck do you mean, Kelly said? Like, let's make my fucking fun. Like, yeah. let's like make it engaging yeah. where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make it like a movie. Yeah, and make there's a movie. parts where uh, Evan and JT will be reading too in that. Fuck right? yeah. yeah, of course. It's like a whole fucking They're besties. Thing, They're, they can read their whole entire parts. Yeah. There's so many parts about Jared and when I met him that people are going to laugh, especially if you're a drinking bro. 
like we talk about Jared, but like when I first met that dude, he was a lunatic, lunatic. And I love him every second for yeah. it, but he's a lunatic. I moved in with him for one day and I'm like, <laughs> deuces, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's super fun because I lived get... with him for a fucking year. It was, uh, <laughs> Yikes. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Yeah, but all like people, if you hear all these stories about Jared and you think, oh, that's just like a character, it's not a no, character. It is not, exactly who he nope. is yeah. every single day, every hour of every single day. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. No. And I think you really see also like Evan and Jared's characters progress, especially Jared, because I mean, I met this dude when I was fucking, I made like three videos and I was, an, I was just trying to make people laugh. And I reached out and met. And, and, and honestly, Jared, you know, promised the world and I got, I got a, a state, you know, but like it was such a cool, developmental stage of our um friendship and people don't know that story i've never really even fucking told it but yeah. it's wild it's fucking wild and so when you read it just my, my wife was laughing about it too she's like it all makes sense it's fucking jared i'm like yeah but it, it's awesome because i love the dude but like i wouldn't necessarily be where i'm at if it wasn't for him helping me navigate it and so like all these pieces of the puzzle kind of fell together for my dumbass to have a fucking podcast and a business and you know Work ethic is definitely one of them, but I, I, I'm a very fortunate and lucky dude, and that's really I want to share this story with people where they're like, oh, my God, I can do this. If this fucking crayon-eating idiot Matt Best can do it, I can fucking do it, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, and, and again, the Jared aspect of this book, no one knows about. So when you read it, you'll be like, oh, fuck, he really did well, and all the kind shit, of like, put all of us together in a How did Art 15 happen? How did it kind of go away? Because people have those questions like, what happened to Art 15? You know, what yeah. happened with this? And I'm like, I put it all out there. That's why I rewrote the last four chapters after the DOD because I was like, I want to tell an honest, transparent story. And I'm not picking on anybody. It was just like, we have disagreements with certain people and we move on from them. And I, I wish them well in their own um, you know, endeavors. But some shit doesn't work out and we've never done it publicly. So I'm like, what? This is a good forum to say it. So people can read like, Oh, not everything's been a win. There's been a lot of fucking failures, you know, yeah. a lot of fucking failures. And we you just, can't, you can't learn from anything them. in life if, if you don't fail at things. So, yeah. And it's also a self-help okay. book right there, right? Wow. It's also okay to it's positive. It's, <laughs> it's also okay to outlook. It's also okay to disagree. Yeah, do 100%. two super successful things instead of one like angry thing. Yeah. And bo everybody's like happy and successful. Are you talking about the podcast right <laughs> now? <laughs> maybe, oh my maybe. goodness. Holy gracious. shit. I've we never just segued. It's like so We should we should address that by the way cuz there's uh, a lot yeah. of things there's a lot of things going on at Black Rifle. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on with with you personally uh yeah. book and and everything else and uh some people have asked are like, "Hey man, are you guys still doing the podcast?" Yes, Drinking Bros is continuing on. People think we hate each other for some reason. I don't I don't no understand that. Any of like, that we're all from best now. friends in real life. I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> no, I was going to say I was going to fight three people, but it's you, Dave, and Ross. You know, Ross, Dave, and Dan. Yeah, and plus you're going to bum so leg. Like, yeah. This would be yeah. an easy one. Tonight. I'm just going to hold you down. Easy one I'm going to. I'm going to hold I'll you. Chop that bitch off and hit you in the face. With it. <laughs> I'm going to hold you down. He's going to tickle you. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but let me. If I can try to sum this up the best okay. way I can, right? I'll see if I agree. Yes, and that's why. Okay, uh, we're all on the show, and this is live, and we're going to pass it, me some room. We're going to put it out tonight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna, I already texted my wife, come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we did all of this from the get-go, starting from 2014, was it, right? Because I think we started the movie in 2014. Yeah. Range 15. Was to help out veterans. Take a swig of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to. Come on. Was, was to help out veterans. Me in Hollywood, Clay, it was uh, Clayne Crawford and I, another guy named Christian Kane. We did a lot of veteran charities. We always tried to help out. When, when Jared sent me this script and he said, hey, we're veterans, we want to do this, I was like, awesome. Then I met you guys in real life. And we were all just best friends because we were fucking crazy and did a bunch of wild ass shit, right? 
did the podcast and everything. You guys were starting the coffee right around the same time. If I'm not mistaken, Black Rifle Coffee was around 2014, kind yeah. of in there? September yeah. of 2014, yeah. yeah. Yes. And your main goal with Black Rifle Coffee was, hey, man, how do we help as many veterans as we can transition, hire, like the Starbucks thing. You're giving us a little too much credit. We were just like, Evan has the best coffee I've ever tasted. We're already doing stuff in the veteran space. Yeah. Let's do stuff with Evan. That's how it started. Really? 100%. And, but we were already doing, like, I thought, epic shit. It was, how do we do more? And that's mm. when I met Evan. I'm like, man, I'm intrigued by this guy. He's fucking super intelligent and motivated. Roast the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Let's work together. And then that was that was it. I think everybody has this idea. That was idea. a Jared hookup, by the way. Uh, kind of, yes. J uh, Evan reached out to me. So like I we had a mutual person in redacted agency. <laughs> and you're uh, so in book mode right yeah, now. Yeah, redacted, redacted, redacted. He's, got, he's got the black markers, Marcus. Yeah. Although, yeah. <laughs> no, I had a friend actually reach out to me um, and said, or a mutual friend or old ranger buddy that was on the range with Evan, and Evan was an instructor and was like, "Hey, you gotta meet this guy, Matt Best." Reached out to me. Of course, I don't check my emails because I'm a fucking squirrel sometimes. And then Jared ended up picking up the email because it went to Jared's uh, mbest 11 x at Gmail or whatever it was back in yes. the day. Yeah. Jared created the relationship, which thankfully for Jared, I probably wouldn't have fucking fell through. But so it was just kind of like, let's just like put the tip in and feel how this feels. And then once I was like, oh, that's an orgasm. That feels real good. That's yeah. when we're like, let's keep fucking. Yeah. Well, as, as the company of Black Rifle kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, I remember the Starbucks thing in particular because that was a big turning point, I believe, in the company. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the February around the world. February yes. 2017. Yeah. We were on a Drinking Bros episode when we published that. Yep, I, I remember it. Because Evan showed it to me because Gary uh, Stevens mocked it up, and I yeah. fucking started laughing, and I put the mic away, and I was like, publish it on all of, put it on Facebook, <laughs> put it on Instagram. I remember Jared texted it to me. I'm like, oh shit, dude, you gotta. That's fucking funny. Yeah. So 10,000 refugees so uh, yeah. versus you know we're gonna hire 10,000 veterans. Yeah. As this has grown more and more and more, I mean, look, it's no secret. You guys are at UFC, uh, Vegas Golden. You're in the NHL. You're at Texas Motor Speedway. Yep. Uh, Hannity, uh, Shapiro. I mean, we just had lunch with Ben Shapiro, what, two weeks ago? Three yeah, weeks what a ago? cool dude. The, yeah, he's great. Greatest. Okay, wait, actually, I have a bone to pick with Shapiro. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you not like the barbecue? I don't like Shapiro because he makes me feel so fucking stupid when I, know, I talk to him. I know. He's like, well, the yeah. thing is here, it's, it, 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 the thing is, it's like it, everything is just, it, and you're like, <laughs> I, can you just like read me poems? Like he's so fucking intelligent. Yeah. I don't even want to talk. I know. Every time he'd ask me a question, he'd be like, so, so, so how, did, how did this all happen, Matt? And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a vet. But guy, uh, yeah. he's just so intelligent. <laughs> Shapiro, guys, is is an amazing human, and holy crap, what a nice guy too. We yeah, he we, seems we, we, like he, a he had dick people sometimes. like, and I, I don't want to get into shit, but he had people like slandering and hating him. Yeah, and he was just like. I'll bring him on my show because I want everybody to succeed. And you're just yeah. like, what a yeah. cool freaking dude, man. Yeah. So Shapiro, thumbs up, buddy. I hope to be in your show one day. You're you're an absolute epic dude. Please, if, you, if you're listening, so smart. Ben, please have him on for the book. Please have Matt on for the book. That would be great. But well, he already said he, he would. He said he would, yeah. so. Yeah, the, the, the great thing about him was, you know, we're in L.A. He's in an unmarked building. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Don't, because, don't even say it's L.A. I'm, yeah. not even, I'm not even say what city it's, okay. it's fucking okay. in. Um, but he has us there for <laughs> three hours. Three or four hours. We're drinking amazing whiskey, yeah. scotch. Yeah. He had catered in this barbecue. And it wasn't like his handlers or anybody else. No, it was his producer, yep. his writer, and yep. him sat with what the eight of us for hours, man, and just talked about yeah, life. Yeah, and the two other major guys from the Daily Wire, Andrew Clavin, and I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head, but yeah, I mean, it's like the whole it was great dudes. It was the guys. I've lived there. I, lo I loved it. Ever. I felt like I was back a part of an insurgency where it was just like 
you know, like the liberal media and all these fucking anti-American haters, but then they reap the benefit of the blanket of fucking Americans' freedom, America's freedoms. And here we are sitting there like, we're going to fucking do it, guys. Like, we're going <laughs> to. And then we have a guy like Shapiro who's so smart, so intelligent, mm-hmm. so rational. And I'm like, yes, be a leader in the community, man. Because, like, I'm fully behind that guy. He impressed me so much that day. Mm-hmm. He was great. And, and, again, I lived there forever. That was probably the best lunch I've ever had with any human out there. And they had it's brisket. It was delicious. But but as a nice guy, the yeah. homeboy brought out Cuban cigars. Yeah, and everything. That was, was uh, like, that was Clavin, I think. It was amazing. He's super fucking smart, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah. It, it was amazing. So uh, we we go there, uh, we come back and hang out, and we're kind of discussing what everybody wants to do with the show and with the company and with everything yeah. else. And uh, truthfully, the, the reason why you know uh, Drinking Bros is going to go on, Freedom on. You're going to do a podcast that's yeah. going to go on. Ross Patterson Revolution is going to go on. All these things can succeed under the same thing. But you can't help out a million veterans if you have a show that is constantly talking about gay sex, probably. Right? <laughs> I would, I would yeah. imagine, because your board, your board of directors, <laughs> the investors, I would imagine at some point you guys are going to have an IPO and go public and all that stuff. Like, It comes back to you can't do crazy, this kind of content. And still well, serve people around the world and everybody be amped with you. Yes and no. Uh, we, we, we will always be irreverent and against mm-hmm. the grain. I think that, and I don't think that's necessarily the reason for it. Like you said earlier, and, and I'll be honest, man. I work alone 15 hours a day just pretty much in Black Rifle Coffee and organizing things that I have to do. You yep. know, it's like the acting chief branding officer, the executive <laughs> vice president, the co-founder. And, and a, you work your and, ass off. A lot of people don't and, see that. And, and a board member. Yeah. That's, that's one job. Yeah. And then I sit on some charity boards. I sit on... I have to manage uh, Art 15. I have to do some other things that, like, I'm a not book, necessary. A whiskey company? Yeah, a, a book that I'm, like, it, it requires probably 20 hours a week right now. Easily. So it's, like, you're fucking underwater sometimes, and it's just, like, how do I how do I give people a good product? And I think that that's where Drinking Bros, what, like, felt for me, where we're, like, we're kind of just getting it done, you know? But we want to give the best product to the guys that have supported us and gals so loyally over the years. So it's, like... We can divide and conquer, and that's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Like RPR is gonna be great if the people that love Ross, you got your show. That's awesome. Drinking yeah. Bros will always be here. We'll do, you know, we'll still do fake news and this shit, and then Freedom On will be when you know we can sit down and talk about, you know, Marcus coming on or whoever, and talk about veteran issues and, and mm-hmm. a little more. So they're they're segmented <laughs> rather than so diversified essentially. Right. right. Where it's like you have gay sex talk and gang bangs and porn stars, <laughs> and then you have brilliant interviews with like you know whomever a guy a trainer from on it or, or whoever right mm-hmm. yeah so it's like you kind of want like some consistency and diversity is good but then diversity is based off of the platform now not necessarily the yeah. episode so if you're like i'm over the interview style i don't like the rogan style i'm gonna go listen to banter correct the banter will still exist and you know no one hates each other i mean but that, that's part of friendship right like we, you and i got in a fucking huge argument like two weeks ago oh yeah yeah, yeah. like yelling at each other in the phone but like we're, we just move on like we sorted it everything got worked out and mm-hmm. we're good to go move on let's fucking create shit and we're still well, friends but like, you can either it's like a band yeah, yeah you, you you're can still e- friends. Like, exactly and yeah. i'm putting it out there so for authentic uh, like authenticity like but that had nothing to do with the drinking bros thing that was completely separate of like mm. sure like hey throw a couple slaps hey i know where you're at i know where i'm at okay cool let's just move forward and make the best product yeah. and make sure people still get what they want well, you yeah. can, get you the can people do what they want you can do to things two ways you can either fucking <clears throat> slap each other around a little bit and get shit dealt with or you can be passive aggressive bitches for fucking five and years fuck and each other over yeah yeah and i'm not up. that too no. fuck that get shit that's done. that's never what any of this has been about no like uh, at all and uh and, and again and no one in the group is like that either like we're none of us are passive aggressive we're like hey you 
are acting like an asshole right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, always, I'm always. fucked up, right? Am I fucked up? You're like, yeah, you're fucked up. Like, Ross, fucked said, up. Ross said I changed. It hurt my feelings. You did. I'm triggered. You did. You I'm did triggered. Change. You did change. I'm triggered. For the better, though. I mean, look, you can't be the crazy party guy forever. Yeah. Nah, One day, everybody's going to get married. <laughs> One day, everybody's going to have kids. Um, content has to change. Your, the, the business has to change. You yeah. look at Black Rifle Coffee. If you would have told me when we all met five years yeah. ago that this bag that you guys, I, I believe you guys had started off on Art 15, just kind of selling yeah, bags. Yeah, it was Freedom yeah. Roast. Freedom Roasters yeah. Coffee. Was going to be. 500 bags. I'm, I'm not. The number one e commerce coffee company in the world and that you would employ all of these people and and the ufc and and do all this stuff yeah i would have said you're fucking crazy um so you you have to change depending upon what's going on in your life and to succeed and help more people you personally have been passionate about giving back to the veteran community helping that out and setting a a great example for what you can do once you transition out of the military and that's what black rifle coffee is. i hope you don't say too much here but there is a crossroads there right so it's like there's certain aspects of my my life that i have to be more reserved in based off of like the greater good Mm -hmm. i can't necessarily raise fucking 20 million dollars of capital to finance the franchise program that we've promised everybody and we will execute on because we don't fucking say lies we fucking get shit done and then also talk about gay orgies for 19 hours like right yeah. and, and and yes i wish i could have both right because i'm a crazy person <laughs> it's just not the reality of it mm. so there's aspects in that where you have to like mature and understand like fuck i can't do everything that i want i can only do what matters most what matters most to me is like providing opportunity to the community and changing the course of american history with business yeah and and, and the gwat and veterans associated with it that matters more than me getting to laugh drunk on my friends in the podcast yes that will absolutely still happen but there'll be like a, a little more left and right rim limits for me mm-hmm. personally yeah yeah and, and, and trust me read, you can read my book after this and be like well i thought matt said this it's crazy there, it, there's certain things that i found that i didn't expect to be off limits that are off limits but um and i'm not trying to pigeonhole this is this is everyone's decision it's not mine i think that everybody wants to go certain ways but like no the band isn't breaking up no the podcasts all exist there's just gonna be more content essentially that's, that's literally what more. somebody board, yeah. somebody asked me about it the other day i'm like basically you're getting two times the amount of content that you were going to get before double well, yeah. like, well, if you're I one of those laugh- pe- if I you're love- one of those people that likes Everybody in the show, then you're just getting way the fuck more. If you're one of those people <laughs> yeah. that only like certain people, then you don't have to deal with the people you don't like anymore. Yeah, that's like, what it's all it's good. Like, like I love Ross, but I don't want to be the drinking bros and Matt and Evan talk too much about Black Rifle RPR. You'll probably do an extra episode a week now. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. right? Well, I miss all the guys together. Still gonna happen. Yeah, still gonna happen. I really like fucking when Evan and Matt talk about business and have guests on. Freedom on. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I, you have everything across the board. Porn stars will be back on in June. <laughs> They'll be back on Drinking Bros in June. And so. speaking of that, uh, like to to your to That's your funny. point that uh, like the mission comes first. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever said this publicly before, but Black Rifle donated over three quarters of a million dollars last year to primarily veteran and first responder charities. And you because you guys don't brag about it, you don't put it out there in the public. But yeah. That's true. It is. Yeah. A leader, a leader doesn't brag, man. And I think that there's something, you know, and we got haters out there. I don't really fucking care. But, you know, um, a testament to like Evan and, and I think myself is like we were fucking workhorses, man. I was I had to get up at six this morning. I was up until one in the morning last night talking through strategy with Evan. And like, you know, I don't think people see that like we're up all the time working and i think that there's like oh you guys fuck off at the ranch like yeah sure we have our fun but what's wrong with having fun and i'm not justifying things i'm just saying like we're working our fucking asses off yeah. here and this is kind of a, a transition of 
yeah, I wish I could go back to Jared's fucking, you know, garage, garage. and drink beer <laughs> and make, I made almost more money back then on our 15 than I did here. But like, I, I know that the greater good will succeed. I really want to create something fucking epic, epic. Yeah. And if I ever have a kid one day, he can walk into Black Rifle Coffee and be like, whoa, see an American flag and see a plaque that has a Medal of Honor recipient from fucking Vietnam and learn about their sacrifice and be like, holy shit, dad, this is fucking cool. That's what I want. I don't want... Entertainment will live forever, especially digital. But like, that's what I want. I want fucking. I, I want to create a legacy, and certain sacrifices have to be made. But the good Goose thing goosebumps. is, I know I get motivated. Yeah, but but here's Sorry. the thing. I, I love it. I and, love and, it. And as your best friend, we would be selfish to say, "No, Matt, you got to fucking do this thing," versus the other when it's not true. Truthfully, yeah. you you helping Black Rifle Coffee get out to millions of people around the world is more important than being on a podcast. Yeah, but. But again, in caveat, we still will be on a podcast. Yeah, like you we're, we're going to fucking do one. It's just like it, you know. We're, you just can't talk about reverse sixty nine going downhill. North well, and I, south. Might, yeah. I might still. Let's be real. <laughs> let's 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 be real. No, uh, yeah, and and I think that that's what trials of friendships, right, guys? Like you, you have to like disagree on some things. You have to fight through them. I mean, when we had this in L.A. and we figured it out, like yeah. being super transparent, like everybody has a little bit of resentment everybody's a little frustrated we've cleared that now it's just like what's the best fucking way forward to create things that we want to do and create oper or like uh, you know value in your mm -hmm. guys's life so everything's fucking awesome it's good yes. to go yes it and is especially the coolest thing everything is if you buy amazon.com and go fucking thank you for my service yes and i want i want the end the end of the episode with that they got they got they got drunk matt tonight it's good to get on the new york times bestseller yeah. list it is hardback so if you're going on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com uh to buy the the pre-sales yeah hardbacks is is the fastest and easiest way to get there also it's the one you want signed it's the one you want signed you and want I, signed? again i am signing every single every pre copy if yeah. i sell a thousand copies or if I sell 100,000 copies. Or a million. I will sign every single one. One on million. Every single one. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully and there, not a million. Like, the reason why. For business, <laughs> but that would really hurt me. Well, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't I'd hurt jack the wallet. Off a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Your yeah. wife would jack you off more if you, if you sold a million. I can promise you that. <laughs> that bank account. But look. The, She's the, not about the money. She's about the Not deep. at all. But I'm sure she wants a yacht the same as my wife. Uh, they'll be together on Saturday night. You can ask him that question. No, but uh, the, last, the last thing about this is the reason why these pre-sales matter so much is all of these pre-sales from now until opening week yeah. count for the opening week total. So if a million copies are sold and it comes out opening week, all those numbers count for opening week, whereas the week after, you start over again. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's so hard for people to make the New York Times bestseller list. Once that six days is over and it hits midnight on the 7th, you have to start all over and then try to catch back up with the other books. Right. Whereas now, in all these pre-sale orders for the next 90 days, that will that will factor into the right. tally yeah. of the first week and get Matt on the bestseller list. It would list. mean a lot. Like, I never try to ask anything, but it would mean a lot because I feel um, – super douchey statement but I, i've done a lot over the years that have not provided value or monetary gain back into my wallet just creating videos so like it would mean a lot guys if you go out there and, and check this and you won't be disappointed like i poured my heart and soul into this i pissed a lot of people off being a perfectionist over the last fucking three years but i, I really feel comfortable this is a great product you know ross worked his ass off in this nils parker worked his ass yep. off the team at fucking the publishing company worked their ass off it's it's a good fucking book um and it, it'd mean a lot i hope you enjoy it
Yeah, yes. and if you're one of those people out there that are tired of all this fucking PC bullshit, it is not PC. It is like, not support- yeah. to say that I can't talk about gay sex, and then I like- go and I have a chapter <laughs> called "Piss on Me, Baby." It's cold outside. Piss on me. Yeah. So uh, let's, yeah. let's just if throw you that out. if you like that, if you like comedians like Rogan and Andrew Schultz and people like that that are really pushing the boundaries these days, go out there and support this book. Like, Thanks, fu- Dan. Tell everybody to fuck off. And like I was part of fucking making this number one. Exactly. Fuck you, Fuck you guys. Exactly. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere they sell books, it is on pre-sale now. Matthew is a blast, man. Happy hey, to be back with you in San show. Antonio. Yeah. Um, this will be a blast. We're gonna put this out tonight uh, for Anthony and Anthony Holloway. Matthew Vest. Well, and and no more drama and drinking bros because everybody's still a family. Yeah, and what we're the just fuck? Calm what the was fuck that about? Down, we guys. got it, bro. I don't understand what that guys, was about. We got though. it. Just relax. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Ross loves to eat, so he's going to make sure he still does. Boy, I, I honestly, it's on video right now. I can't. Even, no, no, you'll be on the cruise. If you're, if you're on the cruise, you can you'll come out see, and check out see. my physique. Oh, yeah, person. that's another thing. We'll be on the cruise, guys. Everybody yeah. will be on the cruise. Drinking yeah, bros yeah, will yeah. be on the cruise. Yeah, right. and that, we're going to do live shows. That's going to be a blast. Yep. And uh, God damn it, man, I'm excited for that. Woo. So uh, go to drinkingbros.com and, and sign up for the cruise, too. Yeah. There's only like 50 tickets left or something yeah, crazy it's getting, like that. it's getting booked. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, it's, 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 it's close down to, to the nitty. Booked, yeah. And then, look, if you buy a, a hard copy and you want to bring it on the cruise or a paperback by then, oh. Matt will sign it on the cruise. 1,000%. Yes, yes. Uh, again, for D'Anthony Holloway, Matt Best, and Ross Patterson, <laughs> we're the drinking bros. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Cheers. Buy Matt's book. Thank you for my service. <laughs> <laughs>